Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS online program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our next guest is Henry Harley Arnold V. Henry is a high ticket closer for CEOs and influence he believes in. He also has a cool name because he is our first, we just had our first African from Lagos, Nigeria, and now we have our first three uh, <laughs> word name with a fifth. Um, Henry, thanks so much for being in our Gifters podcast where your story is a gift to the world. Thank you so much for inviting me to this. So I always find it so amazing. I, we literally just had a guest and his name was a GK and it meant something about friendship. And my name, Christopher, is, is based on the patron saint of transportation, which my mother named me. And my, my Chinese name is, is G, which means wisdom. Now, your name is quite unique. And could you just kind of share with our audience the, the fifth li- line of uh, Henry Harley Arnold? Yep. So the lineage goes back, obviously. I'm the fifth. And so the very first of our generation was... Um, he was pretty famous, actually. If you look up my name, he's the one who always comes up instead of me. And I'm okay with that because he actually learned to fly from the Wright brothers. And he was the one of the first, where he's the only person ever to be a five-star general in the Army. And then when the Air Force first started, um, he was a five-star general for the Air Force. So the only person ever to be a five-star general in two different branches of the U.S. military. That's phenomenal. I mean, and like all things, you can Google them. And I literally Googled him and it says Henry H. Arnold, born June 25th, 1886. So I love that fact. And how, and so you have lived in different places of the world. You were in South Korea and Germany and, and other places. How did that um, shape you as an entrepreneur? Because now you're a high ticket closer. How did that shape you growing up in a, in a, in a family of, of, of a service, military service? I think just, it really expanded my views, honestly. I mean, I was I was born in Germany, lived there five years, moved to California, lived there for seven, and then I graduated high school over in Seoul, South Korea. On a, I went to school on a military base, so it wasn't like I was going to school on, on the actual in Seoul or anything, but I was going with fellow other military brats over there, too. And I would just say just immersing myself at such a young age in so many different cultures and seeing so much of the world before I even graduated high school was just like, it really opened my world for me. It just, it kept me at such an open-minded place and it always made me want to chase for more because I saw how much opportunity there is out in the world. I saw how beautiful this world is, how many different cultures we have out there. And so it always just made me want to continue traveling and doing what I want to do. And because I saw that was a possibility with growing up and how I did. And so that, that kind of really what triggered my entrepreneurial mindset and made me want to start doing my own business to continue kind of living that own lifestyle and continue traveling the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, I don't think people realize that since I'm a speaker, but I also have an online speaker training program. And you don't have to be anywhere anymore. Like a lot of businesses are not location specific. So mm-hmm. you're in, I don't know where you are right now. Are you in California? Yes, I'm back in California right now. <laughs> so I'm in Miami. Or right now though. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll be in California next week. But, but it's, just, it's just the beauty that we live in now. I don't think people realize that. Now, how did you get into this whole high ticket closing? And first, just explain to our guests what that means. Because if they don't know what that means, it's hard for them to go, oh, this guy's cool. Okay. 
So first, the high ticket closing. I, I basically work with different CEOs, mentors, coaches who offer a service or program worth at least $2,500 to maybe $25,000 or even more. And so a lot of them, they end up having a great service or program, but they usually close, they're either closing their own sales or they're, they're lacking in their sales. And when they're doing their own sales, they're struggling and being able to, to increase their business because they're focusing so much on closing their own sales, which takes a lot of time. And so that's kind of where I come in and I learned from my mentor who does multi-million dollar deals and closing those kind of deals. And he kind of slowly taught me the sales psychology, the mindset, how to really dig deep into people's pain points of why they're, call, why they're on the phone with me and what their goals are and bridging that gap. And so that was a big thing, just learning from him how, how to do all this. And so, and there's really a market out there for it. And so I've, that's how I kind of got started. And I just realized how much, because I only work with people that I believe in myself because I'm not, I still don't see myself as a salesperson. I'm a closer. And what that means for me is that I close people on a better version of themselves or a better nice. version of themselves. I like, <laughs> did you come up with that yourself or your mentor did? Um, that's something I'm actually not sure. I think my mentor mentioned that one time and I kind of just implemented it. Cause it was, if you don't have belief in what you're closing for, you can't really speak with any kind of conviction or passion. And so that's why I don't see myself as a salesperson because I, I know at the end of the day is if I only work with people that I believe in because then I know I'm not selling the person on the phone with me on anything. I'm closing them on a better version of themselves because I know what the service is has a ton of value. And I know that that person that's on the phone with me, that potential prospect is going to get so much return on investment by really joining the program or service and I'll be helping them out. So that's yeah, great. That's have you been doing piece, this so. for some time now? Um, so I, I started working with my mentor back in March or April. So, and then after a couple months of really digging, like diving deep into him with him and just learning a lot from him, then I finally finished working with him. I mean, I'm continuously learning. This is, business always changes, so you're never going to stop learning. But then I started working with different partners. And yes, yeah, so I've been doing this about four or five months, I would say now, and I'm continuously learning as I'll, I'll never stop learning, honestly. Yeah, that's, that's fascinating. Because as, as you're saying, I have clients around the world, speakers and executives at different levels, various levels, and many people say, Oh, Chris, I want to speak more. I'm like, then learn sales, like, but I don't want to sell, but then you'll never be successful. You know, what I mean, it, it's just that mm -hmm. a lot of times they think, oh, sales is a, is a bad word, but I just see it as, like as you said, a better version of yourself. I, I literally told one of my mm -hmm. private clients recently, I'm going to focus on what's best for you. Best stands for brand, the type of events you want to go to, the, the S is the speaking style that you have, and lastly, T is tactical sales. So the best version of themselves, the branding events that you go to, well, branding for themselves, which many of them are not good at, events in terms of networking because how do you find people that you want to work with and sell perhaps to the last two are the mm -hmm. speaking which is my program that I created and lastly tactical sales so that's great that you shared that what what do you think is the biggest obstacle that people have entrepreneurs have to to selling their product or offering their product um I think sometimes people they don't ask the a big thing I would say is people don't listen enough 
and then it doesn't allow them to ask the right questions. So what I mean by that is at the end of the day, it's people are on the phone. If you have an offer service and it's not, I'm not talking about cold calling because that's more salesy. I'm talking about when people actually set up a call and are interested in your program because they see the value. And so at the end of the day, they're on the phone with you or they're talking to you for a reason, right? And so you have to be able to listen to them and really by listening to them in, with great intent, then you're able to ask the right questions and dig deep. It's not always comfortable asking certain questions as they'll probably won't be comfortable for them answering. But at the end of the day is they have a need. They're on the phone with you for a reason. And so your objective, your objective as a closer or being a salesperson is you want to find that need for them so you can actually help them out. Because if you never find that need, you can't really close the person. You have to really be able to dig deep in that. So I think a lot of people struggle with that because it, it honestly isn't comfortable asking certain questions to people, but sometimes you just have to ask those questions so you can better help them out. Yeah, so let's, let's talk about a specific example since we only have a few minutes. One of the biggest objections is money. It's like, oh, you know, I don't have the money. You know, Henry, what, you know, so what is, how do you deal with that as a high ticket closer? Well, like I said, they're on the phone with you for a reason. And at the end of the day, the money objection is just, it's just an excuse. And so, because if someone sees the true value in the service or program that you're offering, money is no kind of excuse. Money isn't a problem because let's say you're offering a program and you can help someone get $20,000 return on their investment. If they actually see that, if they actually see that value in what you're offering and they know they can make all that money back, then how can an investment of money really be a problem for them? So to that point, you haven't really dug deep enough and seen their real, their real pains yet. And you haven't, they obviously haven't seen the value in what you're offering. And so that's, that's a big reason why people have that excuse. It's just like they haven't seen that value yet. That means you haven't dug deep enough in the questions that you're asking them. I love that. I love that you, you dig deep because, again, in all of life, it's about how do you provide service, and that's one of the best mm -hmm. things to, to talk about. So we're pretty much out of time. How can our listeners stay in touch with you, Henry? Okay, so they can either follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Henry H. Arnold. And, uh, yeah, that's the best way to reach out to me or contact me, and feel free to message me on there. Awesome. Henry, thanks so much for being on our Gifters podcast, where your story is a gift to the world. Have a great day. Thank you, you too.